Welcome, friends, to the How to Fail at Life podcast. This episode, Jeffrey, that's me, and Susan gaze intently at their navels, searching for meaning and finding none. We try to solve the mysteries of why we record ourselves talking and expect you to listen to it without coercion. What happens to our brains when we internet too much? If podcast listeners are so affluent, why haven't I got any money? If they're so educated, why do they listen to Jamie Lang? And what your problem is with cats, you monster? Please enjoy an oddly introspective chat with only disappointing conclusions. The How to Fail at Life podcast. Better than silence. Why are we still here? Um, because we're fortunate enough to still be here that's why (laughs) we're fortunate enough to still be here yeah but we had to make a choice to be here what is what's that why why are we here why do we what are we doing when you say here do you mean specific location or why are we on the planet (laughs) because that's well i mean one's a really long conversation (laughs) yeah i'm not we could like well we let's wait till maybe a bit later in the podcast to get to get that far. okay that's too let's existential start with to start why are with. we yeah. yeah let's start with why are we sat in front of our computers talking to each other and recording it? well we decided to start a podcast because we just love the sound of our own voices <laughs> oh my god we do don't we don't we love don't it we love it though. i love it especially yeah I love it especially because I get to I get to do the editing, mm. which means I get to hear us like so much. Oh, brilliant! What a dream! I think I didn't think I had any fetishes, but I think just my own voice mm. is is my fetish. Yeah, it's... and this is an excellent substitute for therapy. So well, yeah, it's 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 great, and you know, some people want uh, women to step on their balls, and <laughs> some people want to dress up as dogs. And I like listening to my own voice. Brilliant. Well, each to their own. <laughs> each to their own. But, but well, the irony, the irony there is that not each to their own because it's not just me listening to my own voice. I've put it on the internet and told everybody else to listen to my what voice. What the hell did you do yours. that for? <laughs> well, why are you doing? Why do you? Why are you doing? I've it? been coaxed What's into the, this. Like, I didn't realise it was going to be a podcast. It's very therapeutic for me to do this. Mm, um, me too. But what is it for you? A uh, bit of yeah, a bit of therapy, bit of a uh, bit of catharsis. I think I just feel like uh, if I have something to say, putting it out into the ether seems a bit more promising and a bit a bit safer actually than just talking to people I know about stuff. Because <laughs> everyone's no one wants to listen to me anymore. <laughs> so so. In a lot of ways, you're here because this is a particular method of screaming into the void that seems more productive than others. Exactly. Join us next week. <laughs> I find that I do find that interesting. I think that mm. um, I remember. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I can't cope with it, and and I and I I rarely, if ever, actually tweeted mm. because I genuinely found like I was I was more productive. Um, screaming into a dustbin. Well, they're just the traffic, the online traffic now. Whatever you have to say, it will inevitably just disappear and no one will ever read it. Yeah. And it's the stuff that is accidentally... This is what I don't understand. If I put a call out, like, can somebody help me with such and such? No one. Like, three people see the tweet or post or whatever and then somebody... 
I read later on, it's like, oh, I'm just going to have a cup of tea. And it's got 43,000 likes. I'm like, (laughs) how is this? What? (laughs) Whereas this, we have a captive audience because they've got their headphones in. They've clicked on the podcast. Yeah, you press play, you idiots. Yeah, suckers. (laughs) Suckers. Uh, They've all just pressed up. Yeah. Oh. We've just lost our entire listenership. So, like, why do you think this is? Why do you think this is somehow more satisfying than, uh, than, than? Well, I suppose. No, wait. Why do you think this is more satisfying than tweeting or uh, putting a picture on Instagram? Well, I think because <laughs> the fact that we've set it up in the context of being a podcast, I at least know one of you is listening. And that means you, <laughs> because you have to listen and respond. So I know at least one person well, the reason... is engaged in conversation. <laughs> the reason I tripped over my question was because I had that answer. I realised yes! the answer before I asked it. We matched. <laughs> but then, but then I, but but then I thought, well, I will ask it to see what you think. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. This is it. There's no. There's not really any fundamental difference between tweeting and podcasting, aside from the fact that largely when you podcast, you talk to somebody else (laughs) who actually responds and is engaged with your words, which is which is largely, largely, uh, uh, completely uh, impossible Mm. when it comes to Twitter. Yeah, you can't. And what can you say in um, how many characters is it now? Like 140 or something? I don't know. No, it was 140. It's 224 or five. Oh, is it? Okay. Something like I don't something like that. Still yeah. not very much. Hello, fact checker will actually hear. The upper character limit for a tweet is in fact 280 characters, raised as Jeffrey stated from 140. The thinking behind the change was to give users space for more nuanced dialogue. I'm joking, of course. Nuance was outlawed in 2015. Well, yeah, but you well, yeah, you can you can incite a riot. You can definitely do True. that. We know that. True, you can do that. Um, so actually, you can do an awful lot, but you know, you got to be rich. So <laughs> problem. <laughs> problem number one. <laughs> Need to get rich. Yeah. Make sure you're super rich. And a bit hot yeah. as well for the other people that oh, aren't yeah. the non-rich. You've either got to be rich or hot. But if you're both, win-win. Yeah. You've won the internet. Yeah. And also, if you're like uh, a completely insane human being, that helps as well. Because even the people that hate you will retweet you. Yeah. So we've now established that we podcast because we want people to hear us and at least we can guarantee one person does. Yeah. (laughs) That's essentially it in a nutshell. That is. Otherwise... (laughs) I mean, I think this is lockdown, what, 48 now? I would just be screaming at the wall. Well, you can scream at me, I suppose. That's good. Yeah. Thanks. Who do we want? Who do we want to listen to us, though? Who do we want? Mm -hmm. Like, who do you want listening to us? No specific cohort. Come on, describe some people. Describe. No specific people, but anybody who wants to listen. Oh, no, but I want. No, but I want you to. I want you to list some attributes of people that you want, okay. so the people that don't have those attributes can switch off. <laughs> but the whole point is to get more listeners. Um, <laughs> sorry, you're not really what we're looking sorry. for. Sorry, goodbye. Nice knowing you. 
Um, well, um, I think, sorry, my. <laughs> sorry, my, what happened? my internal processor just stopped then. <laughs> you just, uh, uh, um, <laughs> you did a Dr. Nefarious. Yeah, exactly. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Um, so attributes of people that we'd like to listen. I think, um, I think people who are just a bit sick of everything, because I don't know about you, but I'm just proper had enough. We're like eight days into the new year now and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Um, 2021 can do one already, can't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think anyone who's just sick of the shit and cats and, um, People who like cats. Well, there's no shortage of those people. No. People who like cats and people who are sick of the shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that narrows it down a bit because there's definitely some dog people that don't like cats. Yeah. So they can go. See ya. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, you should probably switch. If you don't like cats, come on, man. Yeah. Like, they, what are you, you doing? The point, like, you don't like cats because because they don't give you the, the unqualified validation mm. that, uh, that dogs do. And you shouldn't expect that. And if you do, you're an egotist. Yeah. And you should start a podcast, really. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, stop nutshell. listening to this one. Start your own dog one with <laughs> with dogs on it and be like, yeah, dogs are really good and you're like, I hate cats. And like, you'll probably do one episode and run out of ideas because you've got no imagination because you don't like cats. <laughs> Stick around to hear us talk more about cats. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder, I just wonder what we want to do for them. Like, uh, like the question is, the, the question is obviously a facetious one and mm. all of the answers and responses to those answers are facetious yeah, as well. But I... I just wonder, um, I just wonder like what we want to do for people. Like somebody, somebody presses play mm. on this podcast or lots of people press play on this podcast. Um, what, like what, what, what do we want the cumulative effect of that to be? I would like somebody to listen to this and say, oh my God, yes, this is what I've been telling the wall for the last six months and it's really pissing me off <laughs> and now i'm so glad somebody's talking about it because i feel exactly the same way and it's really getting on my wick <laughs> and then everyone opens their window uh, <laughs> yeah. and pokes their head out and yells i'm as mad as hell i'm not gonna take it anymore and then this small man with a flute comes dancing down the street like i've got all the answers and then there's just a community of people behind him whoops i just hit my microphone there's a community of people behind oh. him prancing along They're i like, defend your right to gesticulate though we yeah sorry sorry for the thud everyone um we love cats and we hate everything so um here we are so we we're we're really looking to create a cult yeah <laughs> that's it Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose you know there are worse things to want to create. Um, there must have been some positive cults. There must have been like they can't all have been. They can't all have had suicide pacts, and they can't all have been no. been kind of run by uh, freakish, abusive men. No. Like there must have been some really good ones must where they're been. just like like they're called a cult, but really they're just a group of people that like want to be nice. Yeah. And like cats. If anyone knows of these in existence, please comment and tell us because we'd love to know all about them. Yeah, let us know. Uh, we'll like we'll cut in some sort of contact details because we have virtually none right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've got a Facebook page at the moment. Oh, okay. uh, but 
Uh, as you can tell, we're a little uh, we're a little guarded about our about our uh, internet usage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so kind of uh, engaging on all of the uh, all of the platforms probably wouldn't be very good for either of our mental health. No. <laughs> so you might yeah uh, you uh, might find you need to email us. Yeah, email Imagine. or um, I don't know, tweet it or something. We'll find it. <laughs> As we've just discussed. <laughs> don't tweet it yeah we won't find it i don't even yeah i i shut down all my accounts now i can't i can't do that anymore mm. so good it's so great because like the it's rest creating. of it's so toxic and i get enough toxicity from the internet without that mm. oh yeah i find sometimes that yeah. um particularly if i <laughs> um setting up a weird context but um if for example I'm doing some actings that day and I need to be in a certain mood. I will use mm. social media to my advantage and put myself <laughs> in a certain mood. So if I if I really need to be angry, I just scroll through Twitter for about 20 minutes and I'm done. <laughs> That's it for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be if you want to be helpless and despondent, yeah. uh you go to Facebook. Yeah. And if you want to just hate yourself, you go to Instagram. Yeah. If you want to feel really ugly and fat that day. Yeah. If you want to feel hopelessly inadequate, go to Instagram. I mean, who wouldn't want to feel that? And these are the functions of social media. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I mean, it's, you know, we, we can all uh, we can all relate to needing to feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I know I need taking down a peg or two. Um, <laughs> that's why I doom scroll occasionally. Mm -hmm. Make sure I don't get, you know, my head doesn't get too big. And it's interesting because I found a fact on this um, that relates to this. Oh, really? Um, it's called Emotional Contagion. Yeah. So um, Kramer et al. in 2014 did a study that discovered um, the positive or negative emotions of other other people influence what we post. So if we see lots of negativity, we're more likely to just post awful things to people. Um, yeah. And if we're flooded with positivity, we generally tend to follow the same trend. Isn't it amazing how we do that, though? Mm. Like, it just all kind of happens. Like, it's almost completely context-free because that positivity could be about anything. Yeah. You could be like, oh, look at this, like, animal that got rescued. And then uh, and then someone else says, uh, uh I don't know who needs to hear this, but you are worthy. <laughs> uh, and then, and then the next person posts, uh, "Just left my partner. He was an asshole." And like everyone's congratulating them, saying, yeah. "Finally!" Like, <laughs> like it doesn't matter what kind of positivity it is. Yeah, we we just absorb it. Yeah, like regardless of context. Do you think that's um, it's extraordinary? A genuine human form of osmosis of emotion, or do you think that's looking at a trend and thinking oh everyone else is being really positive i think i should be too no i absolutely think it's uh i i think that i th i think that it's uh i think that it's a really common phenomenon particularly um i mean obviously on the internet it's been it's been written about and peer-reviewed mm. um in the workplace uh it's probably been written about and peer-reviewed there as well um you can tell the culture of a place and it usually comes from the top well it always comes from the top yeah and if there is negativity yeah um if people talk negatively a lot in the workplace, that new person that comes in mm. is going to be very soon. They're going to be talking negatively. Yeah. They're going to be saying and doing exactly the same things as everybody else. Yeah. 
and I'm I'm not sure exactly why that is, but I just know that it is an inevitability. I've I've noticed it in myself, yeah, and I've been both the person who has been affected by that negativity and a person who has been negative and watched people become negative as a consequence of my negativity. Yeah, definitely. Which is why I had to quit that job. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that I think that that's. I think that that's a I think that that's a, a a constant I think that that's a kind of a constant like vulnerability that we have mm. that we are continually affected by everyone's kind of vibe everywhere all the time. Yeah. And it's you know it only takes one person to put you out of a good mood as well and that will be the yeah, mood for the does. rest of your day. Yeah, it really can. It really can. Um to that point though mm. what do you think the emotional contagion of this podcast will be <laughs> pure rage <laughs> um well i don't think so no. oh, that was i a think joke. i think there's a lot of positivity in the catharsis of it i think catharsis is something that we um mm. that we see yeah all the time we need to purge these emotions so we purge these emotions by talking about all this stuff and being facetious about it and mm. uh and kind of engaging in a lot of kind of gallows humor mm about the fucking human tragedy of <laughs> of, of, of social interactions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think there's a lot I think there's a lot to be gained within like within the 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 feeling of just getting that out. Mm. And I think and I and I'm not sure what the difference is between between a person listening to that and connecting with our catharsis mm. and that connection and our own catharsis. Like, do they feel better because they're connected with somebody else or are they simply experiencing a vicarious catharsis? Like, I don't really know. Well, I know when I've listened to other podcasts and whoever has been speaking on it, I've 100% agreed with. And it's, I don't know, some kind of um, internal emotional crisis that I'm having. And then I've realised once somebody has spoken about it, oh, yes, I completely 100% relate to that. I completely understand what you're saying. I get that. They get me. Mm. And that feels like some form of catharsis because it's realising that you're not alone in what you're thinking and um, feeling kind of purged because although somebody else has said it, you have that affirmation of, well, that's what I was thinking all the time. That is what I thought. Do you think it's also that... Um that knowledge that someone else was thinking that you didn't quite have like you know you're unhappy about something mm. right or you know you're generally unhappy but you can't quite put your finger on what is wrong with everything mm. and then someone comes on a podcast and explains to you why you're unhappy <laughs> like, do you think do you think there's a part of it that is like ah oh, someone has someone has expressed my my negative feelings in a cathartic way in a way that I could not do because I didn't understand it maybe yeah and it allows and it also allows you to contextualize when someone else is talking about something that I uh empathize with Mm -hmm. that I connect with I start to see myself from the outside Mm. I start to tell my story back to myself and then it makes more sense and I feel better about it yeah maybe that's it Maybe we've cracked it. 
I don't know. I I still don't really know why we're doing this. I think we might just be narcissists. I think we're probably narcissists. Bored narcissists. Bored narcissists. I found out I found out something about people who listen to podcasts and it was quite disheartening. Oh. (laughs) Why? Well, because it it's specifically like it's it's I went to one of these websites that gives you a bunch of like demographic data. Right. Hello, context Chris here. Demography is a ubiquitous ancient study relating to measurable attributes of a population that largely amounts to answering the question, what are these little people like and what is their problem? Over centuries, demography has helped answer many questions, from John Grant and Edmund Halley, finally solving the vital conundrum, how much do I charge for life insurance? To famous pessimist Thomas Malthus, elucidating why we're all doomed, to notable Nazi and eugenicist Garrett Harding, putting to bed the endlessly pondered over mystery, how can I justify stealing all the assets from the peasants? Today, demography is the most advanced and comprehensive data mining operation in history, and it answers one question and one question only. How can I get these idiots to eat my shit? To reassure the listener, the makers of this podcast have done no meaningful demographic research at all and simply hope you can find the shit you want to eat all by yourselves. Like, who listens to podcasts? And they've done all this research. Like, who are these people? Um, What's their income? Mm. What's their, uh, you know, like, what are they like? And people do all these questionnaires and stuff and they, and, and, and they, they collate all this data and basically come out with trends and facts about people who tend to listen to podcasts. Mm. And I was just, it was, it just made me feel like, well, one, I thought, well, obviously, but also how disappointing because the people that listen to podcasts sound really boring (laughs) because they're described as loyal, affluent and educated. Okay. And like, I listen to loads of podcasts and... Are you those three things? I'm... Well, this is the thing. I'm making... I'm making a podcast and I listen to podcasts and just because I, like, I... And I can't deny that I uh, am educated, at least to some degree, and I I don't... Like, I kind of have a vague, a vague, a small... Enough affluence to lift me out of poverty... Mm. I don't really know about my loyalty, but I just, I feel like a class traitor for even doing it. Like all of these people, like all of these people that listen to podcasts, and I know that rich people have their problems too. Like I just don't, I don't, don't, if you're a person listening to a podcast, the likelihood is I probably don't care about you. (laughs) You should probably switch off. Because you might you might connect with some of the things uh, I or Susan might say, but at the end of the day, I probably don't care about you. <laughs> You're probably too affluent and educated for me to give a shit. I'm sure these loyal, affluent, educated people think really highly of you too. <laughs> yeah, but then I think also podcast is so, it's such a broad term, isn't it? I mean, all the things that a podcast could possibly be about and explore is, um, 
It's never ending. Well, yeah, it's just not appointment radio, isn't it? Yeah. It's just it's not it's it's just recorded radio. That's all it is, isn't it? Yeah. So it's basically literally anything that's recorded and distributed. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> basically, like that isn't that isn't that doesn't fit the model of being a music uh, album or EP or single or, or whatever whatever all of those things actually mean. Mm. It literally just means we recorded it and we're just putting it on the internet. Hooray! I still don't know. Hooray! Hooray for us, but also <gasps> why? Yeah. <laughs> I still don't get it. I don't think we have cracked it. I don't think we have cracked it. No, I think we are just narcissists. I think that's it. And I think um, everyone is, aren't they? There isn't a single human on the planet that isn't a massive narcissist. I feel like I feel like that might be right. I feel like the 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 idea that like because I I've spent my life trying to escape my narcissism. Mm. And I can't. Like I know I can't. You became an artist. (laughs) Sitting on my back saying. Why aren't you famous yet? <laughs> Why doesn't everybody listen to you? They should. Right, that's the dude. That's the dude sat on my back. What, like, what does, what does, uh, <laughs> who's, who's on your back, and what are they telling you? Why don't you show the world how amazing you are? You've got all these ideas and all these things to say, and you know you're really, really talented. Why can't they see that like you can? <laughs> Why can't they see that like you can? Why can't they see that? They can't see that. I might have to kill them. Why don't they all just die? Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to be visited in the night... Mm. Please don't die. Please, by, everyone. By, by an armed intruder... <laughs> Who's wondering why you haven't listened to her podcast oh yet? God. Please listen to the podcast. Get to the end, otherwise you're in oh trouble. Oh my god, this is awful. Someone's going to come after me now. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. It's a joke. It was a joke. So you're a narcissist. So everyone on the internet. I'm a narcissist. I'm absolutely a narcissist. Everyone, everyone on the, on the internet. A narcissist. Well, everyone on the internet is a narcissist. But aside from that, you're either a shill or an artist. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a lot in between, really. Like, if you're someone who's creating content for the internet, <laughs> a content creator, Ooh. because apparently, apparently, content creator is is a word is a phrase that we use now, and not artist. Mm. How it's just so bad. How do you define that anyway? Because does it depend on where you put it that determines whether it's art or not, or does? Does the content determine whether it's art or not? Do the people receiving it determine whether it's art or not? Well, I think that I think that all content creators creators are artists in some manner, mm. but they're just a lot of them aren't good ones. So what they're doing is they're just making bad art, right? And I think that's what it is. I think I think if you're an interviewer, you're an artist in some sense, right? Mm. I think if you think of an interesting thing to do and put out on the internet that people like, you're an artist of some sort, right? There's a lot of people doing that that are just making bad art. And in order to avoid the accusation of it being bad art, they just call it content. (laughs) That's interesting. And that's what I think. That's what I think because they don't want the negative connotation. So they don't want to be, they don't want to be, um, they don't want to be accused of being bad artists, so they uh, don't call themselves artists. 
when actually they are. Do you think that's spread across multiple platforms or do you think that's more characteristic of certain social media platforms than others? Because I think Instagram is particularly... Instagram and YouTube, I think, and maybe even TikTok. Although I don't really know TikTok very well because I'm too old. Um, I think it's just this, the visual nature of it. I don't know, there's something more narcissistic about it, I think, than than saying what you think on Twitter or Facebook or any yeah, of the others. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think there's more shills on it as well. Mm. Hello. It's Context Chris again. American humorist Benjamin Penhallow Shillaber, active in the mid-19th century, was known to write under the name Mrs. Ruth Partington in order for her to lend credibility to some of his ideas much like one might open a fake Amazon account in order to give a five-star review of one self-published sci-fi novel. This is a theoretical origin of the word shill. More commonly, it came to be a word to describe an audience plant for a seller of snake oil or some other such MacGuffin. The seller would extol the properties of his piss in a bottle and the shill would pipe up from the audience saying, that sounds like the answer to all my problems and an excellent way to spend what little money I have. The idea being that once one mark had taken the bait, others would follow. What Geoffrey is referring to is the modern shill, or influencer. Influencers use social media to infect the consciousness of emotionally vulnerable people in order to profit from their insecurities. Corporations will pay vast sums of money for endorsements from people who present their entire lives as an impossible aspiration. And as a result, the followers of these shills buy their products, but miraculously still hate themselves and their lives. So, if you see anyone you respect shilling, you tell them you're not buying that shit. And if they think they can influence you into some underwear subscription service, they can get off and fucking walk. I think there's more, there's absolutely more shills on, on Instagram than there are on, on, on uh, writing-based social media. Mm. I mean, obviously there's a crossover with everything because, of course, you can post anything on anything now. Yeah. But that said, with Instagram being what it is, and and it's very visually driven and largely still still imagery is the thing mm. and and it, and it still is although of course there's a huge crossover between that now with what they call stories which i don't i'm uncomfortable with that term stories because i, I i've never once seen an actual story in a story yeah it's not a story it's just something you would post on Instagram that disappears after 24 hours yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but yeah there's there's definitely there's definitely more more narcissists on there and i think pretty people do better on there mm. because of because of it being a, vi a visually driven medium and as a consequence of that they they the the, the popular pretty people just become shills mm. and they charge an enormous amount of money for a single endorsement yeah would you do it if if you would yeah, I do if it? you were approached to do that would you do that um no no, I, don't, I I wouldn't, and I would I would endorse things that I liked mm. if I liked them, and for that reason and that reason only. Mm. And if those if those people wanted to pay me to do that, and I didn't need the money, <laughs> and that's the point. You yeah. see, if I didn't really need the money, which I don't really, then I wouldn't. Like if I went on my Instagram story and made like a video of me really enjoying a massive bag of uh, those giant spicy watsits <laughs> and it went viral yeah. 
And as a consequence, uh, the Wattsits people sent me like two huge boxes of Wattsits. I'd be like, brilliant, <laughs> delighted with that. Right. And I'd post another video of me eating even more yeah. of them. But that would be as far as it goes because that's that's fun. But I don't I, I can't I can't rightly do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't think that's the model I want. I don't want to I never ever ever want to feel like I got in bed with a with a corporate enterprise of any kind, even a small one really. Mm. The only people that I want to work with are absolutely not those in charge of any kind of capital. Yeah. Everything about what I do is driven by the opposite of that mm. really so like I, I i'm already a class traitor for making a podcast but i don't want to make it even worse by becoming a shill <laughs> for a multi-million dollar corporation like walkers yeah it's weird isn't it i think but it's also i think it's just a reflection of the times that we live in and everything has been swallowed by advertising and you can't go on yeah. anything anymore without an advert popping up for something completely yeah. useless exactly and it, and it's just like this it's you've, you've got this weird cascade now because it's like okay so i'm going to get sponsorship for my podcast i'm going to advertise this but then i'm going to i'm now a rich person podcaster because i've got a very popular podcast mm-hmm. and so i'm now going to pay other podcast producers to put my adverts for other things yeah. on so i get to say uh, I'm Jamie Lang and I run the private parts podcast and also what's this new TV show in Sky Atlantic, right? On somebody else's part. So I, I'm now subletting my fucking advertising. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, oh, it's weird. This is weird pecking order. I don't like yeah. it. It's horrible. And it's, it just, it, 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 it sours the whole thing for me. Especially when you get those adverts on smaller podcasts mm. because the, it, it goes down tier by tier yeah you eventually end up with a two-hour advert rather than a podcast to listen to well that's what youtube has become yeah it's interesting actually because now we're talking about things like instagram and we were saying about how positivity has a positive effect on people a lot of people have said that and you mentioned it before as well that the positivity on instagram makes them sad because there's this perception that everybody's life is fantastic because that's all they post on instagram and actually, yeah. you end up flooded with the feeling of, oh, this is what my life should be. And it just makes you more sad because you can't be happy for people whose lives are going OK. <laughs> yeah, that's not the, that's not the right kind of positivity. No. That isn't, oh, the dog got rescued. Yeah. That, that isn't, oh, person I am rooting for did a good yeah. thing. Oh, faith in humanity restored. No, what they're posting is not positivity. It's affluence. Yeah affluence and narcissism affluence narcissism and uh capitalist idealism Mm. and that is not positivity it is it does not qualify no so (laughs) then that's what i'd say to that (laughs) yeah don't don't ever mistake instagram posts for positivity because i'm not sure that there are any positive posts on instagram i don't know there's some lovely cat pages (laughs) uh you're right actually yeah the cats of instagram is it's pretty pretty strong i've been way too much time on those (laughs) instead of content generating oh i need to be making the content gotta gotta create the content so i still don't think we've quite done it why is this why is this like everybody wants to podcast everybody podcasts now Mm. I think probably 50% of the world are podcasting to the other 50% of the world. <laughs> Nobody's really sure who's listening to what anymore. <laughs> and it almost doesn't matter. 
It's actually just one big Zoom chat. That's what we're doing. (laughs) One big Zoom chat where everybody's mic is on and everyone is talking at the same time. (laughs) No, what I was going to ask was was everybody does it but why why do we who call ourselves artists we call ourselves artists more importantly than than being them we call ourselves artists why do we think that this is uh, a productive way to use our creative energy as an artist like what's it got to do with what we actually do yeah as i think um there's a certain level of ownership um with a podcast in that you can get a lot out there of what you want to say um, that you might not necessarily be able to do through other mediums of of art that we particularly uh, specifically us both engage with. Yeah, it's it's much more direct. Yeah, it? and you're also not you're not speaking somebody else's words, and you're not you're not kind of being told what to do either. I suppose that's I suppose that's good. I think the I think the the rule like you're an actor, mm-hmm. so speaking your own words is 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 a good departure. Mm-hmm. And I am a I am a writer, and like I I'm constantly living by the rule show don't tell. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I just want to fucking tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just had enough. Just, yeah. <laughs> just gonna say it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's um it's a shift away from the visual nature of of what we do as well, yeah. with the end goal being something that people can watch. And I think listening listening to people has its own quality and its own benefits i think we all get lost in the kind of visual show of it all which sort of relates back to things like instagram and youtube and and tiktok mm-hmm. and etc etc um and i think there's something about just taking a moment to just listen wouldn't that be nice though wouldn't that be nice if someone just listened to a podcast and didn't do anything else at the same yeah. time I'm pretty sure that's almost impossible now. I think that people largely are doing something else at the same time. They are, at the very least, they're driving. Yeah, yeah. Or they're making dinner or they're on their phone. Yeah, Yeah. continuous partial attention. That's what that's called. Oh, CPA. Like it. CPA. Like it. Love love all you CPAs. You You loyal, affluent, educated (laughs) CPA bots out there. You're all legends. You're continuously... I mean, the ones that stuck with us. I'm pretty sure I've told you all to switch off by now. So if you're <laughs> still all gone, here, then, yeah. Well done. You know, power to you. Uh, yeah, don't let anyone tell you what to do, including me. Yeah. Continuous partial attention. You're always paying attention, Continuous but you're partial. never paying full attention. Yeah, I can't really... I, I don't think I'm ter- terribly good at it. I think that I can listen to a podcast and wash up, for example, mm. or cook dinner. Mm. But I can't listen to a podcast and doom scroll. No, can't read anything and listen. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't ingest verbal language and written language at the same time. Can't do that. It's impossible. I can't. Do I don't it. know if that is physiologically um, possible. Is it? Surely that uses. Uh, well, I think people certainly think they can do it because people do constantly doom scroll and listen to podcasts yeah. and i don't think it's very good for anybody because you're not really listening and most people are scrolling on their phones whilst they're watching tv and they'll be like oh yeah i watched that whole season and it's like did you really watch it yeah or did you just kind of dip in and out of it pretend to watch <laughs> it and and not really pay any attention because you were busy doom scrolling or yeah. fucking playing stardew valley or something hello glossary graham here Doom scrolling is a toxic habit of compulsively reading social media posts until you feel there's no hope left for you or humanity as a whole. 
doom scrolling is in the early stages of consideration as an Olympic event, in which contestants all stand on the edge of a cliff and look at Twitter. The first person to throw themselves off the cliff receives a posthumous gold medal. Stardew Valley is a video game for PC, mobile and consoles in which you realise that your life as an office worker in the city is a meaningless grind, decide to inherit a farm and work on it for the rest of your life. Mainly because account management makes for poor gameplay. With things like if I'm writing and I'm listening to something, I find myself writing down what they've just said. Yeah. Like if you're listening to a song or something yeah. and you're writing down the song lyrics oh. and you're like, oh, this isn't what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't do that yeah. as well. That's something I have very, very specific playlists yeah. for when I'm working. Yeah. And it is all... It is all instrumental music. Yeah. And I, I don't listen to it under any other context, but I listen to tons of Stravinsky and Beethoven. Oh, look at you. When I'm, when I'm writing. You because it mother does trucker. not. <laughs> cultured mother trucker. I, 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 I know Stravinsky's ballets really well now because I just had them on repeat for like writing two whole plays. Loyal, affluent, educated. <laughs> Loyal, affluent, educated, highly cultured. <laughs> But the thing is, the the thing is about that is that they actually help create that particular state of mind mm -hmm. that focuses my creativity. Mm. Like I talk about doing the washing up a lot because doing the washing up is this incredible. You get this incredible state of mind where there's a bit of your brain function just occupied yeah. and the rest can just like the rest is kind of freer because of that bit. Yeah. You've nailed that bit down. That's occupied. Yeah. And then the rest of it can work go for a walk do the washing up that kind of stuff it's uh, just manual manual action that really takes no actual thought mm. frees your mind up for creativity and the thing about listening to music like that is that it just occupies a particular part and i think it amplifies a little bit of creativity in your brain mm. maybe because it is quite beautiful art it really mm -hmm. is but maybe it's just because it's it's occupying that little part of your brain i don't really know but it but it yeah. works like it absolutely focuses me and makes me feel good while I'm writing. Well, I think also music especially is so emotive, isn't it? And you you need some level of emotion that's close to the surface in order to engage with the art that you're creating and to make it worthwhile, I think. Because if you're completely empty, yeah. then nothing's yeah. going to In the come same out. way that if you have to <laughs> yeah, in the same way that if you have to play someone who feels inadequate, you scroll on Instagram. Yeah. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. So the internet does have some uses. Mm. Podcasts, right? We've talked about um, doom scrolling. We've talked about the, the different networks and uh, emotional contagion and how they can just kind of mess with mm. you. And of course, they're very addictive and they're designed to be so. Podcasts can be very addictive as well. Mm. And I wonder what the cost of that is right we want to create connection with people we want to we want people to experience the catharsis that that we feel when we uh get all of this crap off our chests mm. but i feel like it's responsible of me to concern myself with the cost of that like what happens when you listen to a lot of podcasts it's interesting okay you're splitting you're you're continually splitting your 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 attention mm. You can do it for hours in a day, particularly in times like these where we're not going out and doing anything. Mm. What happens to us? Any ideas? I think there's maybe a sense of loneliness 
because uh, I know specifically for people that are living on their own, it's company in their ears, isn't it? But I think you, I mean, you carry on listening to a podcast because you obviously engage with it on some level and you relate to it on some level. And I think once that's gone, it's like somebody has sort of left you. <laughs> I see. So it's so. Uh, do you think you get used to the the sound? You get yeah, used to that the comfort the, of it. There's a, there's a yeah. There's a space filled, and then you turn it off, and it's empty again. <laughs> uh, suddenly, there's this huge space that you didn't know was yeah. there. Yeah, a little bit. And so you search for more things to fill that space. Yeah. And I know there are certain podcasts that I've listened to where it's come to the end of the series and then they haven't made any more for six months. And I keep checking back, like, when's it coming back? I need to listen now. <laughs> I need to listen, I need to listen now. now. I, yeah, I'm really, like, uh, Mando's, Man, uh, Mandistry Redistribution Podcast, mm. shout out to them guys Woo-woo. because they really need my signal boost. <laughs> They they stopped at Christmas and they haven't they haven't done another one since and I'm like it, there's been two Mondays and nothing and I and I'm like this is dreadful because I need that podcast. maybe they're having a rest <laughs> having a well earned <sighs> break yeah well maybe so well, how dare they um, lazy bastards <laughs> yeah no I think it's it's sort of it's like a TV show isn't it when you come to the end of a series that you have really really enjoyed. Um, and then suddenly it's not on anymore because you've binged the whole thing. And then it's like, well, what do I do now? I find something yeah. else to fill that. Yeah, I suppose so. But like, I suppose the, the I would I would I would say at least that at least when you get to the end, you've at least seen a whole story. Yeah. Whereas if a podcast is missing, you haven't. And podcasts don't necessarily tell stories in that way. But actually quite a few tv series that lots of people like just stop so it's not <laughs> yeah. actually a very good comparison <laughs> true very true do you think it's also a little bit of denial and avoidance of your life because if you're filling your ears with somebody else's things then you don't have life. to yeah <laughs> you don't have to think about your actual here now existence so much uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, you, it's um, it's it's create the noise to to uh, stave off the deafening silence and stop you confronting the meaninglessness mm. and abject anxiety of uh, existing in the world today. <laughs> Don't stress the point too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I absolutely agree. I think I, I I know that when I run out of podcasts, I think oh god, I might have to deal with something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God, my problems are here again. So I, exactly. Yeah, I search, I search around for a new one. I start listening to stuff that I don't. I don't even like it yeah. that much, but it's just noise. Why are we here? Why are we? You still don't know. We're filling the void. We're filling we the are. void. We can be the thing that you go to when you've run out of all oh, the other podcasts. Yeah, we're the last resort. Yay! Ah. Oh. Anything's better than the void. And I know that that's true because people listen to Jamie Lang. <laughs> oh, Jamie. So here's the thing. I want to be everyone's friend. I want everyone's approval. Even yours, you loser. I won't be happy until literally everyone I see in the street goes up for a high five. But make no mistake, I will leave them all hanging because that is just too much attention for me to cope with and I will stop going out because you people scare me. 
So to ruminate even further on the why that this episode is pinned on, I record my voice so that you can hear what I have to say, but I don't have to hear you talk right back and complicate my life with your opinions. I mean, what if you said something that undermined my point? What if you highlighted things that I hadn't thought of? What if you just went and proved me wrong? What if, God forbid, I learned something? I'm comfortable with my worldview, thank you very much. I don't need anyone trying to mess with my reality. It's hard enough to hold on to my sanity as it is when the mass media and the government haven't taken a breath in five years because they're too busy gaslighting people like me into suicide. I watched a TED talk once about how the brain processes its senses and it described everyone as existing in a controlled delusion. We're taking in all this information and our minds are just making up what it all means in real time. If that's true, then reason and rational thought are just a construct of a delusion and are no more reliable than David Icke or Boris Johnson, whichever insane self-obsessed charlatan you listen to. I've definitely digressed. My point is, I want to be heard more than I want to listen. And that is not a conclusion I came to lightly, or a truth I am comfortable with. But delusion or otherwise, the facts are the facts. Now there is a large part of me that wants to know all of you, and values all of you, and values every connection with any other human being I've ever made. But every one of those connections required overcoming a terrible fear. It isn't arrogance that makes me find you all so repellent. It's fragility. I'm just another pathetic human trying to reach out, but unable to do it on anyone else's terms. So here I am, filling the void. And maybe, maybe there's a chance that through this, we, me, Susan, and you, the listeners, can connect. Maybe we will have a real dialogue. Maybe we don't need one. Maybe our connection is necessarily unspoken, because it is rooted in the shared knowledge that people in real life are terrifying. And maybe you can start a podcast, and maybe I'll listen, and we can get to know each other without ever having to meet. And that brings another episode to a close. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. We know we have. If you're still hanging on by a thread, then uh, well done. Like and subscribe if you want to, but if you don't want to, don't. He's been Jeffrey Payne and I've been Susan Soro. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next time. Bye.